This is Buck's First Thoughts, the news you need to get through your day in 45 minutes. Make sure you subscribe on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. I can't say I'm surprised because I've been predicting it for how many months now? How many times have I told you that people out there who mask up do this for reasons that have either nothing to do with epidemiology, it's political, or they are suffering from an anxiety disorder? And and I mean that. They need help. They have some problem that would require professional attention at this point. We're going to break this down for you today. I think it's important that everyone understands this because it's not just going away. And there are critical lessons about freedom and about our society and about the authoritarian left in all of this. This is a symbol, but it is also a central fight. It's about more than just having to wear a stupid and often useless cloth over your face, friends. It's about more than that. So for those who are saying, oh, but what about these other? We cover every topic here that I think we need to day in and day out. I'm not done with masks yet. They're not done with you. That's where we are. Also want to do everything I can to help small businesses across the country. And when running a business, you know that HR issues can kill you. You got wrongful termination suits, minimum wage requirements, labor regulations, and HR manager salaries aren't cheap. You're talking about an average of $70,000 a year. Bambi, spelled B-A-M-B-E-E, was created specifically for small business. You can get a dedicated HR manager, craft HR policy, and maintain your compliance all for just $99 a month. With Bambi, you can change HR from your biggest liability to your biggest strength. Your dedicated HR manager is available by phone, email, or real-time chat. From onboarding determinations, they custom your policies to fit your business, and they help you manage your employees day-to-day. And they do all of this for just $99 a month. A huge savings over having a full-time staffer on this one. Go to Bambi.com slash buck right now to schedule your free HR audit. That's B-A-M. B-E-E dot com slash buck spelled B-A-M-B-E-E Bambi dot com slash buck right now. The forever maskers are among us. You're seeing them now outside. You're seeing them inside. You're seeing them all over the place. Some of us were were rejoicing when the change in policy came from the CDC. As I said to you from the very beginning, I feel like somebody who was imprisoned on False charges, very hard to feel grateful when you were let out of that prison. But I at least recognized it as a step forward. I at least recognized that this was something that needed to happen. But for many, many people, millions of them who watch too much CNN and MSNBC, who believe everything they read in the pages, the New York Times and the Washington Post. For those people, this creates a dilemma. Do I continue to show how seriously I take the virus or do I allow for people to think that maybe I'm a conservative because I don't have a mask on? This is the big concern that they have. But remember, the CDC itself is a place that is not impressive, has failed us at every stage of this, has gotten everything wrong when it needed to get it right. Maybe they figured it out eventually. And CDC chief Walensky is a joke. Here she is coming out for months. What was I arguing? What were many of us arguing? That if you believe in the vaccines, if you think the vaccines are as effective as we're told and you want to use vaccines as the primary tool to end this pandemic, you can't then turn around and tell people 
but you have to keep living your life as though you're not vaccinated because we're all so scared. That doesn't work. There's a cognitive dissonance there. And it also doesn't create the incentives that you need for people to want to go through the hassle and possible. There are always risks. It doesn't make you an anti-vaxxer. There are always risks for any vaccine, for any drug. There are risks for taking Tylenol, as I've been saying for a long time. I saw a Fox News host said the same thing recently. I've been saying it for months. Risks from all kinds of stuff out there. But it should be up to you to make determinations about what health risks you want to take. Back to Rochelle Walensky. Here she is on the new mask guidance over the weekend on Sunday because this looks political. Now, it's not political insofar as they made a determination that it'll be good for the Democrats if they. No, no, no. That's maybe a, a part of it. It's political insofar as they recognize that they were looking like idiots and they were losing their grip on power. And so unless they loosen the slack a little bit around our necks or our faces, as the case may be, uh, then they were just going to have people that were non-complying anyway. And once you have people recognizing that they can ignore the CDC and it's fine, then they ignore everything that the CDC is trying to do. So they they had to adjust a little bit here. But Rochelle Walensky of the CDC coming out, coming out now with the, oh, don't worry, this is just because the science evolved. Play one. First of all, let's celebrate this moment. Um, we're at a place in this pandemic. Cases have been coming down um, more than a third just in the last two weeks. We have vaccine now across this country, widely available for anyone who wants it. And we now have science that has really just evolved even in the last two weeks that demonstrates that these vaccines are safe, they are effective, they are working in the population just as they did in the clinical trials, that they are working against our variants that we have here circulating in the United States, and that if you were to develop an infection, even if you got vaccinated, that you can't transmit that infection to other people. Some of that science was really evolving as late as last Thursday, and one of the published, one of the papers, the largest paper, was published from the CDC just the day before yesterday. So we were actively reviewing that science during the past week. We were making decisions and moving, moving, and our subject matter experts were working just as I was testifying in front of Congress, and those. That was what was happening. Bull crap. Call it like it is, folks. Bull crap. No blanking way. This is not what happened. They didn't learn this in the last week or two. Everything she said has been known for months. The efficacy, the safety, the, the uh, stopping transmission. This has all been known for months. But they said... Oh, this is about saving lives. So we have to take it to the absolute max. We need total herd immunity. Before you can actually stop wearing masks. And then people said, well, hold on a second. Look at what you've done now. Aren't you saying that there is some acceptable risk in society? That there is a balance here between freedom, between individual liberties and just comfort and the right to breathe normally and the risk to society at large? Oh, you mean that there was a balance that had to be struck here, but you pretended there wasn't for over 15 months because that's what's actually happened. They've been lying to you. This is all part of a giant misdirection, all part of an enormous dishonesty, which is that the science has been directing all of this when really it's just people who call themselves scientists and then all their flax in the media 
making decisions for you that involve judgment and competing values. And they made many of the wrong ones and they struck the wrong balance and it didn't save us. And now we're seeing the end results of this. Now it's quite clear. But if you needed any more evidence, and I even see some some people that were mocking those of us who called mask wearing a religion, people that were deriding as anti-science, those of us who said this is about much more. If it's about science at all, it's only a portion of it. Now they're seeing people who are straight up admitting I was right. You who listened to this show were right. The mask shaming lunatics running around were wrong. Their side has been gripped by a kind of mass hysteria and mental illness around this issue. And this is why you can see, for example, the mayor of Chicago, who is vaccinated, Lori Lightfoot, who doesn't quite clearly does not listen to the science at the CDC. She's like, well, I'm just going to keep wearing a mask. Play seven. You say you will follow the CDC's guidance. What does that mean? Should people in Chicago wear masks or not? Well, I think we've got to get some clarification from the CDC. Um, The rollout, obviously, as the reporting has been, was a bit abrupt. um, And I think they've got a lot of clarification that they need to do. Um, I know for me personally, I'm going to continue to wear a mask in public, and I'm going to encourage others to do so. Um, We've got to make sure uh, that people are continuing to follow the public health guidance that has gotten us this far. And masks, I think, are a big and important part of that. To say, well, if you're you're vaccinated, you don't have to wear a mask, that's great. But what about all the other people that are out there that aren't vaccinated? And there's no way to know that. So I think for the time being, most people are going to continue to wear masks um, outside and outside of their homes. And I think that's smart. She's telling people to follow the public health guidance while she herself is defying the public health guidance. This is this is why it's a mental illness for the libs that the brain circuitry is not functioning properly here. What does she not see? What does she not understand? And she's one of millions. She's one of so many out there who who can't process this. Ah, but that's a very important point. When Democrats have force on their side when they have the state on their side it's just the raw exercise of power do it because that's what they say do what we tell you because you must or else no explanation no justification that's been their approach to everything in the covid pandemic all along oh we can make you do it we're gonna make you do it shut up put that mask on double mask okay and then when they don't have the force of the state They rely on process. Oh, we respect the system and we respect the decisions made by the CDC, but we just need more clarification. We need more time to implement. We need. See, this is how leftists do it. The relativism of having no principles allows them complete leeway to change it as they see fit. When the force of the state is on their side, it is do it or else when they can no longer rely on the force of the state. And in fact, it's going in the opposite direction they say hold on a second we need more time let's think this through let's have a review let's call a meeting delaying that which they do not agree with and ramming through the instant that they think they can get away with it whatever they want this is true on masks it's true on everything 
that the left deals with when it comes to government. The CDC actually said this decision is based on science. It's based on studies that show if you are vaccinated, you are very unlikely to get sick. And that even if you get some kind of a breakthrough infection, the studies seem to be showing you are not likely in any way to pass the virus on to others. Why isn't that good enough? Because it's not. (laughs) It's a couple of small studies that they looked at. It's also the fact that, as in the lead up, you mentioned, it's very confusing for people. We have questions right now from our patients, from our families, uh, from their families, from friends. And I can see why it's confusing. We have spent so long trying to redevelop the trust that people have with their government entities about what's right and what's now not right. And we're not out of the woods in this yet. Less than 37 percent of us are fully vaccinated. We still have over 35,000 cases a day, over 600 deaths a day. And this is not the time to be keeping your nurses, your other frontline workers, your essential workers at risk. And we don't like making them. They've been the mask police. Now they're having to be the vaccine police. They don't want that. Wait a second. I I thought that We were to listen to the science. I thought the CDC was like the god of virology and we all had to worship at the altar. Hold on a second. Now, now you got the president of the National Nurses United Union, Gene Ross, just saying, you know, they're not very good studies. And, you know, I think there's more. And, you know, hold on a second. What do you mean? Uh, Explain this to me. You know more than the CDC? Union boss, nurse lady? Really? Okay. I think that's interesting. Now, I thought the CDC was a, was a bunch of clowns all along, but I haven't been telling everybody that you can't even question it. Now the people that all along were saying you qu- can't question the CDC are like, yeah, I'm going to question it a little bit. Eh, I got some ideas of my own on this one. I'm sorry. Um, what, what does getting rid of a mask mandate indoors? I mean, yeah, if you want to have a mask mandate in the hospital still, I'm sure a lot of people would say, okay, fine. Oh, by by having people not have to wear a mask when they get their groceries. That's that putting people so much more at risk. Shut up. So dumb, isn't it? But this is a I've told you it's an ideological movement. Masking is an ideological movement. It is part of the Marxist authoritarian left. That's what has happened here. It has merged into it. Don't you see? Mass mobilization, classic Alinsky, get people united, get them moving on one issue. You can use them for any issue. Everybody mask up. Everybody trust the signs. Let's push the Green New Deal now. That's how this works. Use the mob mentality, create visual signifiers. This is why I care about this so much. For those of you who keep saying, oh, book, enough with the mask. What? I'm going to sit here and talk more about all oh, this Cheney and the leadership fight. Come on. This matters. This is a central fight in our society. This is not a minor thing at all because of what it involves, what it has done. You care about the Republican Party? We lost the election because of Fauciism and the lockdowners. They used this to to beat Trump. That is what happened. So, yeah, it matters a whole heck of a lot. Here's an example of what I'm talking about with the religious belief part of this this is the new york times i just got to read you some of this article i mean it is it is truly remarkable when, when you start to look at what is being said here what is going on here um it's it's crazy new york times piece here's what it says 
whenever Joe Glickman heads out for groceries, he places an N95 mask over his face and tugs a cloth mask on top of it. Okay, so (laughs) he's a double masker. He then puts on a pair of goggles. He has used this safety protocol for the past 14 months. It did not change after he contracted the coronavirus last November. It didn't budge when earlier this month he became fully vaccinated. And even though President Biden said on Thursday that fully vaccinated people do not have to wear a mask, Mr. Glickman said he planned to stay the course. In fact, he said he plans to do his grocery run double masked and goggled for at least the next five years. Bingo, folks. What have I told you all along? Mass hysteria, mental illness. This has broken people. They have PTSD and they've they've taken their neuroses like a club and been beating you and me over the head with it for over a year. Total lunacy. Dogs and cats living together. Mass hysteria. That's what this is. The title of the piece is they're vaccinated and keeping their masks on maybe forever. I wrote a piece about forever masking and forever lockdown on BuckSaxon.com. What, four months ago now? Five months ago now? All kind and, and oh, I got fact check. It's not true. No one's saying they're going to mask forever. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, they are. Of course they are. Can I just note also that in this piece, to give you a sense of how little people actually can think for themselves and use their critical faculties, this guy double masks. And this has been his safety protocol, according to this piece, all along. And wears goggles, which I told you the virus can get an aerosolized virus can get in your eyes, too. So there's a whole other part of this here that they've never really been able to test how much that happens. They don't know. But I told as they said at one point, maybe you should think about goggles and like, okay, maybe that's too crazy. Not for everybody. This guy did this. And he got covid. Anyway, during the big wave in in the wintertime. So, so how how could you be going through this every day? You still get sick, but you think that this is necessary to protect you from the next time you could get sick from the same virus, which you probably can't even get because of your natural immunity. And then you are very unlikely to get because of your vaccinated immunity. In addition to that, someone explain the thinking here. Ah. This was always about something else. This was always about more. Those of you that are worried about the rising tide of Marxism, critical race theory, far left authoritarianism in all institutions of our government and in just every aspect of our civic uh, civil society and civic life, uh, the whole masking thing, you understand this was the MAGA hat of the left, but you're forced to put it on, don't you see? Imagine if there was a rule, a regulation nationwide that said everyone has to wear a red MAGA hat. Liberals would completely lose their minds more than they already have. They pretended that it was all about science, but that's actually what in large part they did with these mask mandates. Bend the knee to Fauciism and the left and the state. 
It is an amazing thing. I mean, I will just tell you at a personal level, I'm sorry for t- speaking of all that in such personal terms with the, with Dr. Walensky, but when I was talking to people today about this new guidance and what to ask her, everybody had very personal feelings about it, and I realized I did too And all these questions. Part of it is that I feel like I'm going to have to rewire myself so that when I see somebody out in the world who's not wearing a mask, I don't instantly think, you are a threat, <laughs> or you are selfish, or you are a COVID denier, and you definitely haven't been vaccinated. I mean, we're going to have to rewire the way that we look at each other because the CDC's guidance, which she just told me, we are sure, is that if you're vaccinated, you don't need to wear a mask except in very specific circumstances. And so that means as we change that as a country, we are going to look at each other differently and have to unwire our preconceptions about what a mask or a lack of a mask means. Lack of a mask meant to Rachel Maddow, the MSNBC audience and Biden voters and leftists across America Lack of a mask meant you were a bad person who was dangerous and you wanted to kill grandma. She's telling you this on national TV. That's actually what she has thought all this time. I have not been exaggerating. I have not been, you know, pushing it beyond where the facts are. This is what the left has believed. It has been used as a tool not only of manipulation and subjugation, but condemnation. If you did not do this, you were a bad person. If you weren't someone who was willing to go along with the constantly shifting, oh, this is what we think now, oh, this is what we think then, oh, this is what we think next, from Fauci and the other idiots at the CDC. Fauci's a moron. You know, now he's going on MSNBC, he's like, you know, oh, what we really saw here was all the racism of the pandemic. You know, he's actually saying that stuff. He's been auditioning for his own show at MSNBC for the last year. That's what this guy really has been doing. In love with the fame and all the plaudits, all all the praise from leftists all across America, the fancy elites, you know, Fauci saved us. What did Fauci save us from exactly? What was the upside of all this? None of it is demonstrable. You've noticed that they've switched now to, oh, we didn't have any flu, so clearly all of this works. Uh, part of the part of the way the seasonal flu works is that you have people traveling all over the world, spreading it. It usually starts in China, and then you have global travel, and it moves all over the world. So uh, certainly a large percentage of this, and there are other ideas and theories we can talk about as well, a large percentage of this is that you did not have the global travel that actually spreads the seasonal flu, but you already had COVID spread all over the world. It was already endemic in many populations. That's one reason why you had such a difference. But if it works, so no, notice the way they shift. Notice the way they, they uh, you know, all of a sudden they hide the football. You say, wait a second. Why are we talking about how well the measures worked against the flu? They were supposed to work against COVID and they didn't work at all, folks. That's what we see in all the data. Lockdowns were a failure. California, Florida, side by side. Look at them. One with an extreme lockdown, one with a very minimal lockdown, if any at all, really. What you're, you're going to tell me that that this works? Well, what are you talking? You're going to so you're going to lock down your society. You're going to destroy millions of jobs and businesses for what you think might be a margin of error difference in the spread of this virus. That's called hysteria. That's called moral and intellectual cowardice, which was everywhere during this. Absolutely everywhere. But I think it's so important for you to all remember. What Rachel Maddow is saying here, which is she's telling her audience because that this is she knows who she's talking to people who live on the Upper West Side and 
in Brooklyn and in Santa Monica and in Northwest D.C. She's telling them all. I, it's going to be tough for me to start thinking about people without masks on as something other than horrible and reckless and anti-science. Because this was political tribalism and what I told you about it the whole time was true. And now we're going to see that there will be movements to continue this. The federal government, uh, Joe Biden, for example, they're going to say that you have to do this on you know, trains, planes, buses, etc. for the foreseeable if you're crossing any kind of state line, state boundary. So the federal government's still going to mandate this. Um, we, have to, we have to deal with the stats, the reality, because they'll seize the narrative. This is what the left does, like the little Bolsheviks they are. They will rewrite history, and they'll pretend that, the, that there was great success, great success from the masks and lockdowns of 2020 and 2021, and it was only those Trump voting science deniers that made the virus keep spreading. This, I'm telling you, this is what they're going to do. And they're going to try to bring all this back. They thought a, a fully compliant and terrified society was a brilliant thing for achieving the Marxist utopia that they believe in. And they got close. They felt like, oh, wait, we almost had everyone just bend the knee and do what we said. Stay in your home. Don't go to your business. Do this, do that. You can't breathe. You have to have an obstruction between your mouth and fresh air, indoors, outdoors. That's what they got away with. And they want to do it again. If you don't think they're trying to bring all of this back by leaving some of it in the background right now, if you don't think they're going to try to bring all these mitigation measures back for the winter season, you aren't paying attention you don't really see what they're trying to do here and what they're trying to establish it's it's essential absolutely essential that we continue on this fight and say no not only are you morons obviously on the left completely deranged with your i'm gonna mask forever now we take the fight to them and say this did nothing there's a reason why we didn't do this every year for the flu there's a reason why we it didn't work as a policy. It did not function the way it was promised to function. Because that was the way they got us all to do it. Oh, it'll have a 70 percent reduction in cases. It'll work so well. Bull crap. But we forgot we forgot basic things we knew in all of this. And we abandoned common sense and reason because we were told to and because people were scared. This country needs to get in touch with its desire for freedom again. And that's going to require a repudiation of the lies and the nonsense uh, about lockdowns, about masking, about all of this. And I'm sorry, I, I have been focused on this all along. I'm actually not sorry. And I'm going to continue to focus on it insofar as we're never going back to this. I mean, we're going to have to consider pretty extreme measures to prevent the lunatics. We see their lunatics now. I'm going to keep masking, even if I'm vaccinated. They're crazy. I was saying all along they're crazy. I'm telling you they're nuts. But now we really have the proof. Now anybody with their eyes open is saying, oh, my God, these people are really nuts because they are. It's a mental disorder. They've actually had it. This is they've created a mass hysteria. And I mean that as a mass mental illness because of an actual viral illness. That's what's happened here. Pandemic PTSD of 
millions and millions of people across the country who have it. One function of PTSD is people can't deal with and 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 handle uh, necessarily the actual concerns and the judgment necessary to understand whether you can put this into perspective or not. Right? If you have PTSD about a, a driving accident, let's say, which people can get, you're probably not the person who should be making highway safety standards. Right? That's what's happened here. The most the most uh, neurologically challenged by the pandemic have become the people that are making the determinations about federal policy on it. And they want to keep doing it. And they're really upset. It doesn't compute. What do you mean that we don't have forever lockdown? What do you mean that we don't have forever masking? Scary. I'm actually I'll tell you this. I've been really concerned about how absurd and what a bunch of belligerent sheep the American people will at least half of them turn into under the right conditions. I've been telling you this. This is a Milgram experiment. This is the authorities are saying electrocute people because it's good for them or because we tell you to. And millions of Americans do it. They do it. This is why I had a friend up in Vermont texting me that he saw a sock, a beautiful day. He had a, it said there was a youth soccer game going on near his house. He texted me, he said, Bucky, you won't believe it. Uh, they're, they're all the parents pretty much. I mean, he said a few exceptions, but the parents are all on the sidelines, the coaches oh, in the open air. They're all unmasked. The children are running around playing soccer, exerting themselves, you know, 12 year olds or whatever, running around with masks on their faces. This is child abuse. These Fauci worshiping morons are abusing children because they can't understand normal risk parameters and what is reasonable and what is not. They have embraced the unreasonable and want to force it on all of you. And that's why I sit here and say, I don't just want mask mandates gone. I want anti-mask mandates, as in I want red states to say it is it is illegal for public safety reasons to wear a covering on your face outside unless you needed imminently for a job so construction or things where a mask is actually necessary and helps you know dust and things like that you know unless you have a, unless you have an excuse like that mm-mm. sorry public health public safety gotta see who you are can't have you evading those surveillance cameras can't have you uh able to go into a bank and rob it because you got your little double mask on and we don't get to know who's who mm-mm. i want anti-mask mandates now say the mask is on the other foot. Our country's experience with COVID-19 has not only upended our own lives, but it has uncovered a stark reality and failing of our own society. The unacceptable disparities in health experienced by minority groups, especially African-Americans, Hispanics, and Native Americans. Many members of minority groups have a much greater risk of COVID-19, often because of the nature of the jobs that many of them have as essential workers in society. More importantly, when people of color get infected with SARS-CoV-2, they more likely will develop a severe consequence of the infection. And this is because minorities in general have a greater incidence and prevalence of underlying comorbid medical conditions including hypertension, chronic lung disease, diabetes, and obesity, that lead to a multifold increase in hospitalizations and deaths. 
Fauci here, making sure that we all transition our thinking on this COVID issue to there's so much racism that COVID has exposed. That's what he is telling us. There's so much racism. Notice, though, that's from the address he gave a commencement, a virtual because of, you know, mitigation. You can't actually be in person for the virtual. You know, you got to do a virtual address. But he's saying that uh, minority communities, Native American, Hispanic and African-American had uh, that there are racial disparities that have been uncovered by all this. But he also says that it is a function of disproportionate comorbidities. And the comorbidities that he's bringing up are things like obesity, lung disease from smoking, things like that. Now, I, you know, I, I wonder what what he thinks the answer to the racism of lung disease and comorbidities, he lays it out, is in, in our society. What are we supposed to do about those things? Is this a, an excuse for a nanny state that tells people how many calories they can eat? What, how much sugar they can ingest, whether they're allowed to personally smoke or not, period, as, as a, a health matter? Do we want prohibition of Marlboros like we have prohibition of other controlled substances? What exactly does Fauci want to tell us here? Disparate impact as a systemic injustice. You'll notice that this, this logic does not hold up, right? There is a disparate impact, which I'll be talking to you about on this show today, a disparate impact of standardized tests on the Asian-American community. The Asian-American community has a disparate impact, meaning that in this case, as a function of their outperforming other groups on standardized tests, Asians disproportionately benefit from standardized testing. So does that mean that that our tests are systemically racist in favor of Asian-Americans. You can do this with any number of issues. You look at a group based on racial characteristics. You say, well, it doesn't line up exactly with the statistics that I would expect with other groups. So clearly it's the fault of the system. And you say, well, what does that mean? And is it the fault of the system when a group benefits overall, when a group does well in an area? Uh, Insider trading disproportionately affects uh, wealthy white guys. Does that mean that insider trading laws are racist against white guys? No, but it disproportionately affects them, doesn't it? You can see the logic here. You know, you look at different uh, different, you know, different sports have different prevalence of one ethnic group or another. Does that mean that the sport is the sport itself is racist? No, it does not. Right. But there are a whole lot of you know multifaceted factors, a whole lot of things you could bring into it. But notice Fauci is a leftist. And so he boils down disparate, uh, disparate outcomes from covid to racism in society. When it would really be a whole lot of things like uh, regional and cultural approaches to diet and exercise and smoking and you know socioeconomic status and how that affects intake of alcohol and cigarettes overall health and we should absolutely have discussions about overall health and health disparities within different communities and how to address them but screaming racism about them doesn't actually address anything but Fauci knows that but he's just singing the required tune as he always does 
This man is a little bureaucrat leftist. He's a mediocrity, sub-mediocrity, really. There's nothing impressive about him. And his tyrannical grip on the country only really comes to an end when we repudiate him for the little fascist fraud that he is. He has created a tremendous amount of division and suffering with no benefit medically to point to for the country. I'm sorry, it does not exist. No one is alive because of Fauci today. A lot of people lost their jobs and their sanity because of Fauci. So, yes, maybe I am Ahab and Fauci is my tiny little white whale. But I'm not giving this up. Because the argument you see continues. The history is now being written and they will use it to justify more of this madness if we let them get away with it. A lot of you are just starting out, right? I know what this is like. You're buying your first homes. You're having babies, building wealth and trying to secure your family's future. Well, part of that process needs to be establishing a will or trust. And the best place to do it is at trustandwill.com. At trustandwill.com, setting up an estate plan is simple, convenient, and secure. For as little as $39, you can nominate guardians for your children, determine who gets your stuff, and plan for future medical care all from the comfort of your home. Hiring a traditional estate attorney can cost thousands, and using a one-size-fits-all template is not nearly specialized enough. And with live customer service seven days a week, though, trustandwill.com's team is available to answer any questions while setting up your plan customized to you and your needs. Gain peace of mind at trustandwill.com slash buck. That's right, trustandwill.com slash buck. You'll get 10% off plus free shipping of your customized legal documents. I've been on the site and gone through the process. It's so easy. Once you set it up, you'll see this is something you got to do. You know, I know this week is tax week and you're thinking about getting things off your plate. Get this taken off your plate and take 10% off when you go to trustandwill.com slash buck. Don't wait. Go right now. It's important to get this one done and secure your family's future. Go to trustandwill.com slash buck. A Space Force commander fired for talking about Marxism penetrating the United States military. Isn't this fascinating? You know what the problem they have with this is? Partisan activity from a active duty member. Wait a second. I, I didn't think that Marxism was something that the United States military was okay with. I thought we could, you know, if he gave a speech about the downfalls or the or the the problems of jihadism in the United States military. Oh, no, that probably would be an issue, too. I'm sure they'd find that that's a violation of diversity and inclusion standards or something. What ideologies are you not? Can you give a speech on how you don't like Nazism? Can you be anti-Nazism in the military and keep your job? Or is that a partisan thing? Well, apparently you can't be anti-Marxist and keep your job. I think that's that this is one of the reasons why the left tries so hard to whitewash the horrors of Stalinism as well as the very clear connections between communism and national socialism. But that's another podcast for another time. But they try to pretend that Stalin was not a bloodthirsty mass murderer on a, a completely just mind blowing scale. Is because, hold on a second, you look at the history of Marxist regimes throughout the 20th century and you see 
misery, failure, mass starvation, mass murder, torture, uh, rape and brutality of all kinds at the hands of the state. That's what you see. Meanwhile, in the academy, in uh, social media today, Hollywood, you have people that talk about Marxism as though it's kind of a, a cool alternative to the evil capitalism of America and the West. Sure. How can you get in trouble in the United States military for talking about Marxism and how it's infiltrating the ranks? Because it has. And because the Democrats realize that not only are they penetrated by Marxism, uh, they are making common cause with it. They are using it. There are Marxists within the Democrat Party, just like there were communists that uh, infiltrated the Democrats. It was always Democrats that were pro-commie. You go back in history, you see this. It was the Democrats who were the commies. You, know, you look at Alger Hiss. You look at the people who were true Soviet agents during all of this. And it was, in fact, Democrats. Okay. Important for everyone to recognize that. Let me tell you this story. This is from military.com. A commander of a U.S. Space Force unit tasked with detecting ballistic missile launches has been fired for comments made during a podcast promoting his new book, which claims Marxist ideologies are becoming prevalent in the United States military. Lieutenant Colonel Matthew Lohmeyer, commander of 11th Space Warning Squadron at Buckley Air Force Base, Colorado, was relieved from his post by Lieutenant General Stephen Whiting, the head of Space Operations Command, over a loss of confidence in his ability to lead, Military.com has learned. Quote, this decision was based on public comments made by Lieutenant Colonel Lohmeyer in a recent podcast. A Space Force spokesperson said in an email, Lieutenant General Whiting has initiated a command-directed investigation on whether these comments constituted prohibited partisan political activity. Irresistible revolution, Marxism's goal of conquest and the unmaking of the American military is the book title. And this guy got fired from his job for talking about this. Isn't that interesting? Um, let's just do a review here. Remember some years ago, Lieutenant Colonel, uh, oh, no, was, I'm sorry, I can't remember what his rank was. It might have been Captain Nadal, Nadal Hassan, the, the Fort Hood shooter. Uh, but remember some years ago when it came out that he had given numerous speeches in which he had defended sui jihadist suicide bombers and talked about jihad against the West and no one did anything about it. That was OK. Right. That, and then, of course, later on, the guy ended up being a mass murderer of fellow service members, killing them in cold blood at close range in what was initially called by the Obama administration. And don't ever forget it. Workplace violence. That was their official designation of it workplace violence yeah sure the guy was in touch with anwar al-laki the terrorist mastermind from al-qaeda in the arabian peninsula but it was workplace violence they said just like how recently a report came out where the uh, fbi and the doj finally called the attempted mass assassination of republican conservative members of congress by a bernie sanders supporter yeah they finally called james hodgkinson was his name you don't really ever hear it, do you? Uh, they finally said that that was domestic terrorism. Yeah, you don't say. Before then, they were just calling it, I, I forget, they used some other designation for it to say that it was like a you know disgruntled person or something like that. I don't know. Because they hide the truth from you. Because they're engaged in propaganda. 
And they definitely don't want you to figure out that there is a Marxist wave. We can all see it. It's obvious. And you're going to see a slew of books about, you know, the Marxism that is coming and everything else because it's all over the place. It couldn't be any more clear. And here is one of the books, but this one focusing on the military. Um, Marxism in America is very real. And the reason I think it's important to call it Marxism instead of socialism is to understand the real roots of this and how division along racial instead of class lines is the primary method of separating us from one another, of undermining the history of this country and trying to take control of its future. Because in a very wealthy society like ours, class warfare is effective, but it's not it's not effective enough to make people hate each other. And the purpose of the racial Marxists is to is to create divisions rooted in in disdain, in real vitriol in real nastiness and distrust of one another. You can do that with economic warfare. But the problem is the people at the top of this who are pushing the racial Marxism, the elites in this country don't want to get caught up in it. And they're very wealthy. So while there, there's some degree of hypocrisy, you, you know, you can have Nancy let them eat cake Pelosi talking about how much she cares about about, uh, you know, raising taxes and everything else. But that doesn't really that that doesn't one get her constituents that excited. And two, she's a rich old lady who lives in a mansion in San Francisco and is worth 50 million dollars. So, you know, people can eventually put two and two together. Ah, but the support of BLM, for instance, that really moves the needle on the left. That really gets people excited and angry and you want them angry even if you have to lie about cops as they do even if you have to tell lies about uh, how law enforcement is systemically and continuously murdering unarmed black men without consequence which is the central lie of the blm movement but i mean if you're wondering has the united states military been taken over at some level by uh, marxism and leftist dogma don't ever forget that back in February, General, I'm sorry, Secretary of Defense, former General Austin, Secretary of Defense, ordered all military services to have a one day stand on stand down to talk about extremism in the ranks. Uh, and as part of that, and Lohmeyer, the author of this book and the guy who just got fired, said he was given a book that cited the January 6th Capitol riot as extremism, but did not mention the civil disobedience and riots after George Floyd. Gee, that doesn't seem partisan at all, does it? Yes, you see the uh, the efforts to paint the January 6th riot as some serious insurrection instead of a bunch of bozos running into a building, taking photos of themselves in the Capitol. Uh, the, and I know that the American Greatness has video where they say that some of the Capitol police uh, were essentially waving in some people to say, okay, you can come in and look at stuff or whatever. Uh the way that they're doing this, the way they're framing this is to create a perception of the extremist enemy within, which transfers over into suppression efforts against Republicans, Trump supporters and conservatives. It's very obvious what they're doing. And I would just want to know while we're looking at Marxism in the military, which is a large federal government funded institution like many others, where, yeah, it has an esprit de corps and a history that brings all Americans together and is, is one of the few institutions in, a, in American public life that people have a real love and devotion to and want to support. But it's also a large federal bureaucracy. And we know what happens to those over time. If you have enough leftists, enough Marxists, they seize control, they seize power and they take them over. 
They've done this largely within the DOJ. They've done this in the CIA. I can tell you that they've done it in the intelligence community and they are in the process of doing it in the United States military as well. And that should make everybody very concerned. And when you talk about it as a military member now, you can get fired. And we can all see that that's because they don't want the truth to come out because the people that believe this want it to. They believe in Marxism. They want it to continue until it's too late. See, this is the game the left always plays. What what Marxism? There's no Marxism. There's no socialism. What are you talking about? And then eventually it's, yeah, that's right. We were Marxists all along. What are you going to do about it now? We're in charge. We run things. Not only do we have all the bureaucrats, but now we've got a lot of guys with guns, too. That's the game they're playing, folks. Don't forget it.